All right. This week on Current Affairs Taiwan, we have a packed show for you. Uh, so, uh, Michael, what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about Han Goyer and the polls mm-hmm. telling his followers to, to say they're going to vote for a Taiwan, one. <laughs> and Han Goyer coming out in support of gay marriage, in case you didn't think that last one was weird enough. Mm-hmm. And Han Goyer's uh, recent acid issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the accusations that he, his father-in-law might have uh, had some hanky-panky with illegal gravel mining. Uh, yep, and may or may not have uh, Han may or may not have been involved in influence peddling. Oh, possibly. that's right. Yes, and we're going to talk about uh, Han's attempt to sound like mine, Joe. And we're going to talk about uh, the the poll gap between genders. Yes. And stay tuned because it's going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. And once again. Look up our non-existent sponsor. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Current Affairs Taiwan. This is Donovan Smith, and I'm Michael Turton. And we have so much to talk about today, but right now we're going to start off with a plug. A plug. All right. Uh, we've got a new website. It's uh, launching here, and it's very integrated with the show, and it's intentionally integrated with the show. It's report.tw. So it's pretty short and easy to remember, report.tw. Um, and on that site, what we're doing is we're doing some news aggregation uh, so that you can see some of the articles with, with, with the quotes that we find uh, that are interesting from the article. that you, And then you can go click on the article and go to the original site and follow up and see what's going on there. Uh, there's also articles on there are just short, quick takes of you know what we're thinking about what we're what we'll, you know comments on what's going on during the week um of course our uh, videos our podcasts will be up there um and then we're going to be picking articles that we think are must reads so you'll be seeing a lot of things from uh frozen garlic ketagalan media essentially all the juicy stuff that you really want to follow in terms of news and must reads our own comments, videos, and podcasts so that you can keep up with what's going on politically and you can keep up with what's going on uh, in foreign policy and also some a little bit of diversion to what China's up to to keep an eye on. So uh, it's essentially there, uh, and this backs up and buttresses what we're doing on the show because when we, t- we talk about what you'll be able to do starting at uh, hopefully the next show, and partially that's true for this show, all the things that we're talking about, at least when we're using English language sources, you'll be able to go and check out. Um, now, sometimes we, we do use Chinese language sources as well, or and also TV shows, which obviously we can't put up there. But um, you can at least then, so if you have questions or you want to get a little bit more depth or uh, you're a little unsure about something that we're referring to, the articles are there on report.tw. So you can see... Uh, and follow up and get the background uh, and more depth uh, on well, you know what we're talking about on the show. All right. So what so, was the name of that easy to remember website? I, I forgot. Yeah. What was that? Um, oh, right. Report.tw. Report.tw. No dot coms. None of that. Just a report.tw. Fabulous. So yes. we got a full slate today. Yes. A full slate of Han Goyu, the KMT presidential <laughs> candidate. It has been a wild week. We got a teppanyaki slab of he Han like, Goyu today. <laughs> he is like a toboggan <laughs> heading downhill. Yeah. So what's up first? Shall we start with gay marriage? Sure. All right. Um, because I haven't been talking enough. So how about if I kick off on that? Go for it. <laughs> Um, all right. The uh, I actually posted up on uh, report.tw the very first one of what I call a quick take. I don't know. Maybe I'll change the name. Uh, 
Uh, Mike came up with a great name. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I, well, I will the okay. All right. Well, we'll save secret. the surprise. Save, save the surprise. All right. So I put up a quick take on Hanguoyu and marriage equality. Uh, he came out and told a, a young supporter, one of a dozen or so, a dozen, I think, yeah, a dozen, yeah, uh, came out and uh, asked him and said, um, you know, considering the marriage equality is very important to the younger generations, you know, what does he think about it? Because he's never commented on it directly. So he came out and he said something that was really thoughtful. It was empathic. It was thoughtful. He talked about how people in relationships. You know, uh, you know, they need to, you know, make their own decisions and people on the outside really can't understand it. And, uh, that he hopes and prays that, you know, that these people will find love and, and it was actually really a and, very, and be able to form a family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it was, you know, it, so it was good. I, yeah. It was very good. Um, I, I was actually, you know, it was, it was a touching and a very caring statement that he made. Um, and now, and there's two possibilities that come out of it. They're not mutually exclusive. You can you can read my full description on report.tw. But uh, first is that he genuinely means it. Um, and I thought it was a, you know, a, uh, what he said was meaningful enough that that's definitely a possibility, though it's not really in character with a lot of the things he said in the past. No. But what's the second possibility? Now, the other possibility. Um, oh, and I should just quickly add that his wife also is uh, very clearly come out and said that she's against it. And she said that uh, Hang Woyu would revisit the issue of marriage equality if he were elected. That's what she said. However, spouses don't always agree on things. So, you know. Right. Um, now, uh, the second possibility is that he's desperate. Um, and that... <laughs> <laughs> you look so shocked. What? <laughs> so, all right. So, here's here's the here's the thinking on that. Um is that he's got um is that basically he his his core support base which now is shrunk to the low 20s. Where um, where months ago you predicted it was. Uh, yeah. That's as low as it could fall, you were saying. Uh, uh, yeah, unless there was there. something that could finally shake their core, which this possibly could be it so here's the thing is that he his demographic is basically between 40 and 60 65 with everybody under 40 age, age, yeah. age wise yeah sorry uh age wise basically virtually no one under the age of 40 supports him now the other thing is his support base skews toward women about 10 percent uh the if you look at across the board, there's about ten percent higher support among men for Taiwan and for the DPP among men than women. Women are more supportive of the KMT uh, by a fairly wide margin. There's actually a fifteen percent gap between men supporting Su Zhenzhang and women supporting uh, Su Zhenzhang. So that's a big gap there. So he's got women from forty to sixty-five with a chunk of men in that age range. So. And so if he's going to win, he's going to have to get, obviously, a larger percentage of that of that gray of that base of the of people under 40. Right. This opens up the problem, though, is that if he if he doesn't come out with a comprehensive strategy for appealing to the younger generations and he just does, if he thinks this one thing will do it, it just looks like a, a cheap political ploy. Well, it's a thoughtful political point, yeah. anyway. But here's the thing. How many people are going to read that and think that and right. contemplate that? They're going to see the headline and they're going to go, oh, he's just pandering. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually the, 
the, the, the, yet another option is that Han has a habit of saying whatever the people in front of him want to hear. Right. Yeah. And he's, so that's he's a concern. Good at that. So, um, and so, uh, and, but see, here's the thing is that his support base is deeply, deeply loyal to him. And they've been with him through the negligent homicide and the, you know, the beating up of Tensabia. And that hasn't hurt him. Him coming out and admitting that he likes to drink and gamble. They're with him on that. The they've stuck with him against with all the press attacks and all the opposition attacks um, and, you know, showing that, you know, he owns tons of property. He's not really the every man that he appears. They keep sticking with him. And I suspect that a lot of that is because that they feel that at the end of the day, they think that he has their values at heart. And this could call this into question. Now, you had a good comment, though, on that when we were talking about this before the show, though. I did? What did I say? I already <laughs> forgot. Well, you were pointing out that uh, his wife. Oh, yeah. Well, his wife had been making, you know, she'd been slurring gays, and she'd even accused the, uh, what was it, a school, schools teaching anal sex? Yeah, gender gender equality gender was equality all about anal sex and, sex and masturbation. And all that kind of ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, then what did I say? Um, yeah, yeah, basically that, you know, she, that she could play the role of, sh of shoring up that base. Yeah, she could. Well, the way I look at it is this. Hands out there sounding benevolent, which mm -hmm. is the big man is supposed to do in Chinese culture. The big man has to be benevolent. Yeah. And meanwhile, at his right hand, his, his the subordinates are saying, are telling you what is really going on. Right. So you're supposed to get that second message as well as, and, and yet appreciate the benevolence of the big man. Yes. So that's how I read this incident, uh, at least on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. So they're speaking, tech, yeah. uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of hands money, a couple of things came out. First, they had the disclosure filings for the mm -hmm. assets of the candidates. And we were all shocked to learn that Han Goyu filed as having more assets than Tsai Ing-wen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were, were shocked to read that. But, uh, I guess those of us who've been following union politics for years weren't all that shocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the reason yeah. is, what was Han Goyer doing in the 90s? Well, he was a legislator. And, and he why? went and had a bunch of meetings uh, with the uh, Ministry of Economic Affairs, I think it was, yeah. and the Union County government about getting this big embankment job for his father-in-law's company. No, no. And the father-in-law's company is... This is according to... Wang Guochang. Wang Guochang, yes. Who is an important figure in the New Power Party. Well, apparently that he had the meetings uh, while he was the legislator and that the his father-in-law's company got the, the his gravel company got the embankment job, I think is is is, is actually, I think that's That's known. accurate. Yeah, but that's any, accurate. anything that we infer from that is speculation. Speculation, of course. Right. Um, however, the father-in-law came out in something which, if I got this correct, um, said, Basically, something along the lines of that's why Hang Guo Yu became, became a legislator. legislator. Something along these that's lines. That's what you do. You got a gravel company. One kid goes off to be a legislator. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> now keep in mind that the father-in-law was a city councilor for a long time. He's a a, a local uh, Union County factional politician heavyweight. Um, and um, so Hang Guo Yu's defense, he said, he told Huang Guo Chang, the NPP uh, candidate. Uh, for party list uh, legislator and their, I guess, their most popular or most well-known figure right now. He said, look, take this to the prosecutors or I'm going to sue you. 
for spreading. And there's a law, according to the law, if you spread fake news uh, to try and interfere in election, he's saying that I'm going to sue you uh, under that provision unless you take this to the prosecutor. Basically, he's saying, go for it. Well, how many people... Actually, pretty soon, the number of people who are not being sued by Han Goyu is going to be less than the number of people who are being sued by him. So, you know, what can you say? In those days, that was the done thing. And that's basically yeah. what he said. That's basically his defense. Look, that's what we did. The law was unclear. He yeah, said that. That's true. You no, know, and the fine was tiny. It was 30000 NT. He was fine. They were not, not him, sorry. Yeah. But the gravel company was fine for illegal mining and for illegal land occupation. But that's normal for the operations of a gravel company in Taiwan. And the fines are insignificant it was thirty thousand nt yeah which even in the 1990s was nothing for a large gravel company no but it shows i think the the very tight links between uh local politicians mm -hmm. and gravel which i often tell newcomers to taiwan is if you really want to understand taiwan you need to look at how gravel it's the lifeblood of the industrial of the construction industrial state yes and all of the politicians you know somewhere so many politicians are dipping their fingers into that pool somehow yes so, and you remember the gravel truck drivers, but that's a story for after the election when yeah, we have yeah, more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Uh, we're taking a break for our non-existent sponsors. We'll be right back. It's really annoying to see the chair, but anyway, okay. All right. All right. Welcome back. Uh, I hope that you support our non-existent sponsor. Uh, <laughs> That would be very easy for you. Yes. It require very little action on your part. Yes. <laughs> well, we have someone who's um, uh, helping to uh, edit our video this time, not me. Uh, and this person knows a whole lot more and requested we introduce, introduce that little break there. So uh, it may be a call to for action to do something like hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, something like that. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Okay. What comes up. Uh, Speaking right. of what came up. Oh, Han Goyer was at it about the polls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> I mean, this is this is mind-blowing. I have never seen anything like this anywhere in the world. Any candidate do this. Why don't, why don't you kick this off? Well, let's see. First, the first thing he said was he advised his followers not to answer phone calls when people are polling them about the election. <laughs> That I guess the thinking was that that will become Chai will build up such a huge lead that all the DPPers will stay home when they look at these massive polls. Something holdings, like that, something right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. But then he went even further. He said, <laughs> "He said now he's actually encouraging his followers, Hanguoyu, the KMT candidate, when a pollster calls, he asked his supporters to say they only support Tsai Ing-wen." Have this, you ever yeah. heard of anything like this? No. Ever. Anywhere. Nathan Batto had some really trenchant comments on this. <laughs> yes. First, he said it's going to make all the polls unreliable. Yep. And second, imagine that you're a KMT legislator and you're in a, you're especially one in a close race and you want to refine your message by polling people to see what they want to hear and how they're going to respond to you. And you can't now. Yep. 
because your people won't talk to you or they'll feed you nonsense like we're voting for Thai England. And here's the thing. Will that will that carry over through to the party list? We don't know. How much of an impact will it have on his supporters actually giving responses? Because some of them will get the message and some of them won't. So some of them are still going to say they support Han Guoyu. Some of them will have gotten the message and will follow through. But see, here's the thing. The people who haven't gotten the message, if they see him dropping in the polls because they go into the 7-Eleven and they see the headline on Apple oh, Daily right. yeah. or like Next CVPS Magazine or something, yeah. and that's all they know, and they see him drop below Song Zuyu in the polls or something oh, like that, God. they're going to go, oh, he's doomed, and then they're going to consider Song Zuyu or Tsai Ing-wen. And what if his, report, if his supporters do this on the party list? One. Or can, their local candidates. Dream. We can only dream... <laughs> We don't know what the repercussions of this are. The the polls that we were looking at this week not only showed the huge gaps between men and women that we were talking about, yeah. uh, also showed that the DPP is now ahead on the party list. You were telling me. Yeah. Um, they're now in the like, 33, 35, 36 range. And the D- KMT is where? KMT about 24 to 26. So that means that the DBP has a large lead on the particular vote for the party list, which is different from the vote for the candidates or the legislative, the presidential candidates or legislative candidates. You have to actually select that party list. Yeah. So the KMT party list was a disaster that is still reverberating. Mm-hmm. Them. And the, you, you had mentioned a figure that they, the DPP wants to keep them below. So well, the fourth yeah. guy, Wu Hui, doesn't make it onto that list? Yeah, Wu Hui, for context, is the retired general who was seen standing in China at a uh, Xi Jinping-led event, uh, standing for the, the People's Republic of China national anthem and may or may not have been singing it. Uh, and he also gave a... Um, interview on i think it was hong kong tv where he was giving tips and advice for the prc to defeat the united states in a war so a lot of people are concerned that as a legislator he'll have access to privileged and sensitive information and people are concerned that they can't trust him um so apparently if the kmt gets 1.59 million i think that's the number uh, that number or less, and this number has been passed around on the party list. Yeah, yeah on the party list vote, which is uh, then they uh, will they'll only get three seats, which means that Wu uh, Sihui would not actually be uh, in the legislature. So that's their target. It's not impossible, but it's hard to see if there's 11 million voters. Yeah, and Tsai gets about five million, and Han gets about 3.8 million. Then at less than half. About half those people would have to blow off the KMT party list vote. You know, I think there's a lot of people. In the, I mean, there's there's still a good solid 20 some odd percent. I think that would just vote for the KMT yeah. no matter what. They'll hold their nose and vote. Yeah. Although that list. Wow. So all the stuff that's come out about hand, the, the houses, the gravel company, all these things. You know, we were saying before the show, this has to be laid at the feet of Udoni, who did not vet mm-hmm. his candidate and yeah. see and find out what, what things existed and how they were going to deal with them when they came out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you were pointing out before the show that KMT already had a slew of candidates without any of these issues. Yeah. They had Julie Run, who's already been publicly vetted as a candidate. Yep. They had Terry Go, mm-hmm. And they had uh, one other you mentioned. Uh, Wang Jinping. Wang Jinping. Thank you. Yeah. And he was awesome because he's the only candidate I know who gives 
interviews with the press wearing a white t-shirt <laughs> which gets my vote for yes. president yeah because <laughs> i'm slowly reaching that age where i'll finally be able to walk around in public wearing a underwear and a white t-shirt like a real old Taiwanese. Guy. yes with the uh, blue and white flip-flops flip and some slight bit of rain uh, like red uh stains on the t-shirt <laughs> uh, so the another thing that i caught today that uh, this week that han was saying was he's got his three nevers He's never going to stop supporting defense. Mm -hmm. He's never going to vote for one. He's never going to support one country, two systems or Taiwan independence. Right. And he's never going to stop trying to make people rich. Right. Okay. So this echoes. And support the, the under, the, the uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, underprivileged. Uh, right. right. Yeah. So this echoes my angel, mm -hmm. right? With his three no's. But the thing about it is that he's not as adept as my angel is positioning himself. No. And he's trying to be mine, Joe, but he can't do it. And one of the things I noticed this week, I finally realized, is that unlike Ma, who right away came out with, I'm Taiwanese, mm -hmm. Han has not said that. That's a good point. He's so noticed that. He's yeah. so wrapped up in his ROC ideology that he cannot say that. And yeah. he's, he's married to a Taiwanese. Yeah. And he works for a powerful, and he's, his father-in-law is a powerful local Taiwanese politician in the KMT, mm -hmm. but he can't just come out and, he, and say, hey, I'm Taiwanese. No. And there's a there's a post on my blog that actually says, you know, it's election time again, so Ma's Taiwanese, right? <laughs> I mean, it's very predictable. Ma knew how to do that. The Jan couldn't, you know, grit his teeth and say, I'm Taiwanese. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, you think that's, that that's Han, true. of all people, who's absolutely mastered that idiom of speaking like a 45-year-old Taiwanese guy. Yeah. He's mastered that, but he can't say, hey, guys, I'm Taiwanese just like you. Yeah. And that, I think, is costing him. I think so too. I think a lot of things are costing him right now. Yeah, yeah. What else do we got? Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Oh, just quickly, I'll throw in a comment here on that. Um, he's been going very, very negative and he's starting oh, yes. to sound very, very defensive. Just to follow up on your point there. Yeah. He's been basically saying that the DPP oh, controls 90% of the media and this kind of thing. <laughs> it's so absurd. So, but yeah. you know, another interesting thing is we've been watching his polls, you know, go like this. Yeah. And yet, I was and for those on the podcast, that's down. That's down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I need to make a sound, right? Yeah, there we go. So, in wait, that sounds like an atomic bomb dropping. You that. That's one of the five nukes that are going <laughs> to the five nukes he talked about before. Yeah, the DVU is going to drop on him. So I was up in Shinji yeah. this weekend, walking around looking at photographs of, mm -hmm. of candidates, and he, and the legislative candidates for the KMT and Shinju, they all still had his picture on them, and I've seen that mm -hmm. elsewhere as well. Apparently, no one is uh, removing him from their. <laughs> Now, that's interesting. There's one, maybe two uh, legislative candidates here in Taichung who are not Oh, yeah, that him. great guy in Beitong. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, he's not KMT. He's an independent. Is he? Yeah, he's independent. Wait, but he's got the, but he's got the ROC flags and he's, yeah, he's, he's full-on KMT ideology. Kind of. He's, he's kind of well, kind of out weird, there. He yeah. wants to eliminate the vice presidency yes. and uh, death penalty for uh, drugs and uh, fraud. Um, he's got some out there death penalty for fraud yeah fraud groups that would that would mean half the population yeah i just took that a picture of that today and put it up on my oh, facebook right so you can take a look at it oh, um god yeah so does that include tax fraud <laughs> i don't know it just said <laughs> fraud groups we're all in trouble then yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah another thing i noticed actually was a lot of the candidates had kind of a uh you know raise your dukes thing oh, um yeah. and um but yeah, no, there's there's one candidate and maybe two uh, who are not. Uh, there's two who are not on the campaign materials with Hang Guoyu when when they did the shoot uh, a month or two ago, 
One of them might be uh, Yang Chongying, uh, who was then the vice the vice mayor, who, se- who hadn't actually declared she was running. So that yeah. may be why she didn't. But then again, right. she's very close to um, and she's a red faction. She's challenging. Uh, she's trying to get back the seat she held that Hong Tse-yong kicked her out of. Yeah. Hong Tse-yong being ex-NPP who beat her in the last election. She's now an independent. Hong Tse-yong is the tens of legislature. She's my That's legislator. Right. That's right. And mine too. And she's got and uh, my son's been driving around Tanzania taking pictures of them of her, of her. <laughs> he's stalking her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's stalking her posters, and her posters are kind of interesting because yeah. the DPP is backing her. So Tsaiyun's picture is on. And some of them, yeah, yeah. Not only in her color, not only in DPP color green, but also in in yellow, in yellow of Hong Zhiyong. Yeah, the ones, yeah, the ones with herself. Exactly, they're all yellow, like harking back to when she was in the NPP and she right. won the last time. But then she's in other ones with with um uh with um uh, <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> the president. Um and those ones are green. Uh, the one thing that's interesting about her campaign I notice is if you actually look at her, she's very local in what she's campaigning on. Oh yeah. Like just around the corner here it's the the Tojia Elementary School being repaired for the first time in 19 years. Yeah. And she's, you know, oh, and the road is now flat on Zhongshan Road, Section 1, here in Tanzu. These are the kinds of things that she's I was pointing out on Twitter. She, and yeah. The Tanzu one, when you go, when you drive into Tanzu towards the market, there's a huge sign of her and it says, uh, fixing the water system for Tanzu Gosho, or Tanzu High School, I can't yeah. remember which one it is, and upgrading its electrical system. Yeah, and there was another one with the parking lot. Oh my God. Um, in downtown Tanza. Uh, I took a picture of that one too. She, she's very, she knows how to do this now. Yeah. And what's interesting is, is if you follow her Facebook, she's been not, she hasn't been taking on, and, and, and I noticed this a long time ago. She hasn't been taking on so much the sexy dramatic issues. She, she sort of splits, she does a lot of just simply the straightforward, what your legislator's supposed to do kind of stuff, you know, get a, get a road fix, that kind of thing. Um, but she, she does do some issues that are important, like judicial reform and things like that, yeah. military reform, yeah. which are important, but they're not sexy. If you know what I mean, right. they're, you know, right. they're not hot. They're not hot issues. Right. The press isn't going to write reams about it. In fact, most of the issues that she, ta- she takes on, the press don't write about. That's pretty sharp of her. And like a lot of yeah. legislators, she married a news reporter. Uh, yeah. And that's the, the head of the information bureau uh, under Lynn Jallo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, she knows how to play the game. Looks great. And uh, I think she's doing fairly well. Yeah. So anyway, I, we, we're running almost to the end here, I guess. So I guess we'll see you next week with another edition of How Han Goyer Has Blown Up His Election. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not going well for him. All, All right. right. So check us out on report.tw. And visit our non-existent sponsors. <laughs>